Hi, my name is Alan Knapp, and I'm an editor with Functional Ecology. And today I'm visiting with Isabel Marichaud with the CNRS in Toulouse, France. Isabel is the lead author on a paper titled Drought Tolerance as Predicted by Leaf Water Potential at Turker Loss Point Varies Strongly Across Species Within an Amazonian Forest. Isabel, welcome to the podcast, and congratulations on the paper. Thank you very much. So let me, let me begin, asking, begin by asking you a general question. So I'm a temperate zone ecologist, and I know there's a lot of precipitation that occurs in the tropics. So on the surface, at least, I might think the drought might not be that important in that part of the world. Um, so can you begin by telling us a bit about sort of the role and history of drought in the tropics and how with climate change it's likely to change? Okay, so... Um so during the Holocene, um, Amazonia has probably experienced much drier periods. And um, paleoecological evidence suggests that uh, the extent of tropical forest areas has changed, and also that the floristic composition of these forests may have been affected. But however, tropical paleoecology is a difficult research area, and scenarios remain imprecise. But more recently, in 2005 and 2010, two prolonged dry events resulted in a significant increase in tree mortality. And um, during these years, Amazonia switched from a carbon sink to a carbon source. So these recent events contributed to raising the alarm on tropical forest vulnerability to drought. But uh, climate model projections are actually still uncertain. But um, there is today a growing consensus uh, on an increase in frequency and uh, in an increase in intensity of such drought events in the future. Great. So, so your paper is about, um, you know, a, a new method for measuring or estimating drought tolerance. Can you give us a little bit more background about how drought tolerance has been estimated in the past in tropical species and how what you're doing is different? Yes, of course. So, um, different approaches have been used to study drought tolerance of tropical species. So, first, um, rainfall exclusion experiments have been uh, established in tropical forests, and uh, these experiments are enormously challenging projects. But um, they are also the most direct methods for estimating tree drought tolerance. And these experiments have concluded. Um, in a decrease in tree growth and in an increase in, in tree mortality under water stress. But however, this approach is very costly and very difficult to repeat, uh, as you can imagine. So another approach is to follow seedling physiological responses to water supply using transplant uh, experiments. So this second approach has yielded uh, insightful findings, actually, but is uh, applicable to only a limited number of species, and is also limited to the seedling stage. So consequently, the search for plant functional traits related to drought tolerance has been difficult. And um, so, I, sorry, so many leaf or stem level traits are not directly linked with plant drought tolerance processes. Um, but traits which have a, a strong mechanistic links with plant tolerance are difficult to measure because they are very time-consuming. So the estimation has long been limited to a handful of species. So in this study that was published in Functional Ecology, we used a new method for measuring leaf water potential at wilting points, 
which is closely related to plant level drought tolerance. And uh, so this new method, so the, the new method we used, was uh, developed by co-authors, uh, Lauren Sack and Megan Bartlett. And uh, it is much faster than previous one, than the, the methods that, was previous, that were sorry, previously used. And um, as a result, we were able to include many more tree species than in most of the tropical forest studies that uh, dealt with tree drought tolerance. So that's why we used it. Uh, all right. So, so I've read your paper. It's very interesting. So, but for those listening, can you summarize then what your main findings were when you used this new technique across so many different species? Yes, of course. So, um, so first we found that uh, drought tolerance, as estimated by the leaf water potential at wilting point, uh, varied strongly across species, and that species explain much of this trait viability. And in particular, some species were found to be strikingly more drought tolerant than others. So that was new. And um, second, interspecific variability in uh, this leaf water potential at wilting point was in agreement with observation of species differences in uh, vulnerability under rainfall exclusion experiments. And um, this second result brings further confidence in the fact that uh, the leaf water potential at faulting point as a leaf trait, as a leaf level trait, um, provides information on plant level drought tolerance. And uh, finally, we found that uh, this trait was relatively independent of other commonly measured traits. So, for example, the leaf mass per unit area, the leaf thickness, or either the leaf toughness have no established direct and mechanistic links with the uh, leaf tolerance to drought. And the correlations that uh, may have been found previously um, between these traits and the leaf drought tolerance may have been caused by indirect environmental drivers, such as shade tolerance or herbivore, for example, but uh, not because of direct contribution to drought tolerance. So. This third and last result confirms the importance of measuring hydraulic traits directly if we want to infer plant functioning and community responses to water stress. Great. So, so clearly the, the technique shows real promise. Um, let, me, let me end with one final question for you. So can you tell us where you might be going from here with this line of research? Are there other important differences in drought tolerance of tropical species? And if there are, um, you know, what additional information might we need? Okay, so first, it, it would be great to go further in our sampling of this trait on tropical plant species. Um, for example, uh, lioness have been found to increase in, in dominance and in biomass in tropical forests and we do not have much information on their particular physiology and the ability to, to cope with water stress. Um, uh, besides, studying the regional variation for this trait would also be extremely relevant and useful. Um, then a second point would be that uh, actually the vulnerability of xylem to cavitation of embolism is another feature that informs broody plant tolerance to water stress. Um, and uh, currently, we are lacking uh, a mechanistic picture of how these traits, the vulnerability of xylem to cavitation, and the leaf water potential at wilting point uh, we studied 
may be related together. So this would be also very useful. And uh, finally, um, dynamic global vegetation models um, that are widely used to, to do climate projections currently lack an integrative response to stress and uh, particularly to water stress. So it would be great to be able to assimilate hydraulic traits such as uh, the leaf water potential at wilting point directly into these global vegetation models. And um, this is something I am working on at the moment as part of my PhD project. Well, thank you, Isabel. We'll look forward to reading about that. And, and congratulations to get on the paper. And thanks for visiting with us today on this podcast. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.